I'm ready, dude. Sweet. Okay. We should be going live momentarily. It says we're live, but YouTube always takes a second to... Okay. That's, that's right. looking right. I'm looking. Me... Yeah, I'm checking on this end. Okay. I don't really know much Looks about like Indiana Jones. That's okay. I don't either. Um, and I wasn't even necessarily planning on going to see it at least not in any sort of um traditional sense if you know what i mean yeah yeah um i don't think i'm gonna go see it at the theater yeah uh let me post this link in the discord yeah no Huh? What are you doing? Are you doing the ad? Are you at everybody? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I am. <laughs> doing it again. Oh, man. I should text Jenna. Be like, hey, we're live. <laughs> I know everything about you now, Jenna. Did you guys end up watching that um, UFC fight? Yeah, we did. Okay. He ended up dropping in. Nice. For a bit. I can't remember which one it was. Was it the Oh man, I don't remember. But yeah, yeah, it was a fun time. We should have uh That card was actually a stinker. That oh, one that, that he sucks. came in on. I hate I hate yeah. when that happens. I had a feeling that last card that card was gonna be one. Um because the previous ones I've watched were great, but this just who it was and everything. I was like, I think I'm about to look up and see which one it was so I can call it out too. All right, let's see. It was the one, it was the uh, Algermain Sterling versus Henry Cejudo. That's what it was. Um, yeah. Very uneventful fight card. Which is kind of surprising because. It had, like, the Bilal Muhammad Burns fight. I only watched the co-main and the main event. Well, that's not true. I watched the first one. The first one was actually pretty entertaining, and the last, the other two, I was just completely ignored. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember. I know you don't know much, but. Not any, yeah, I just, I haven't been keeping up. I haven't been keeping up with a lot of stuff. Like, I've just been. It was like I was telling you, uh, or like I posted it in the Discord. Like I realized, other than occasionally checking the stuff that you're you're like sending me and di like direct messages on Twitter, mm -hmm. um, I really just don't spend much time on there anymore. Um, and it's not; mm -hmm. it wasn't like a, hey, I'm I'm gonna start taking time away from it. I just was so busy, yep, that it kind of went into the background. Um, that's what happens yeah and it, it was it's been really refreshing and so I um, I've mostly kept it up uh, occasionally I pop in just to see if anything's going on and then it's just like I don't know Twitter sucks dude because it's it, it it's basically over everyone is like wildly over opinionated and because of the platform hard. even though now you can make like crazy long tweets i don't even know is there a word limit anymore or like a, a key no, like a letter limit a, 
you I, like, I don't know but you can do extremely long yeah um tweets now and it's like bro just write a blog yeah seriously it's like just go go get on um whatever that Substack, Substack. and write a blog and yeah, link it yeah um but I just don't spend a lot of time on there because it's like and we'll we'll talk about it in in a little bit we're gonna wait and see if um the troll room starts getting uh a little more active but I that tweet that you've posted on the discord from that pastor it was oh yeah <laughs> it's just like it's that kind of stuff like all the time you know from yep. different it's not it's the same attitude just in different spheres and it's just like no one is what am I trying to say here like everyone is just sort of like verbally throwing up on Twitter all the time but there's not like a lot of discourse yeah you know what I mean so it's like oh yeah that's social media for you as a whole though isn't it um so like when that guy posted that like I just checked I was like checking his replies like he replied to a couple of people who pretty much agreed with him and then one person who kind of didn't and then he, he like never replied to anybody else and and no one was being like mean at least from what I saw but it's like dude if if you're not really looking to either understand or to have like a real conversation like why like what are you doing yeah it's like you know? I definitely you know you could put it's it's tough for me to have it's tough for me to respect a man who loves to watch movies or work on his car to where it's so yeah. much you know to where it's that's all they do they sacrifice everything else just to do that that kind of stuff i understand doesn't matter if it's video games movies tv shows whatever if you're sacrificing other responsible areas in your life for the sake of that um to where you're spending too much time right and you're lacking moderation wisdom and discernment then yeah that's a problem um, and each individual person that's going to be different. There are some people who definitely probably should put away video games or should put away watching TV and movies more or sports or what well, I mean, sports. It, you know me with sports. You remember sure. when I, what, what was it? The Chicago bears versus Dallas Cowboys when Tony Romo was their quarterback. Five interceptions. <laughs> I, I was like, you know what? About. I'm not getting, I'm not going to get mad about this. I'm going to bed. Yeah. You just turned it off. <laughs> went upstairs yep. <laughs> I, remember, dude, I don't I remember think i even said well. anything yeah. i think i just turned it off you're I, yeah i i i feel like you were like you said something like i'm done or like you know what nope or you know something along those lines and just you were done for the night um which <laughs> i thought was pretty funny but yeah man it's like anything any hobby anything that you use as like downtime hey what's up matthew how's it how's it going sandy um, Sandy, Matthew, what's up? I um, sorry, where was I going with that? Oh, anything so that- yeah, anything that can, you know, ultimately take up your time. And obviously, we're coming from like a Christian perspective in this. Like, it it makes no sense. Like, if if someone who was outside of that read that tweet, you know, they probably have some pretty unkind things to say. Yeah. Um. And and that's the thing that makes me. A little like, hey man, you know, you're reaching like a platform that's more than just your core audience. Um, there's an opportunity here for you to potentially do something, and people are are just going to automatically drown you out because of that, you know. And it's not, and it's not because of your faith. It's because you're completely dismissing someone's hobby. 
right and without knowing like and, and over generalizing in that sense huh? if you're being respo- if you're being responsible you're you're communing with god communing with your local church you're leading your family your wife your kids and everything like that and if you want to have some leisure activity and your leisure is to you know play video games i just i i'm so confused on it seems like with everyone comes after video games for some reason it's always just primarily what i see yeah i don't really see any other form of any type of entertainment yeah um listen again and that's not to say they wouldn't agree with me uh, but it's just like video games have have this association with immaturity for some reason. Right. Uh, well, it didn't. Ha- now, again, he actually I would say that if I was having a conversation with him, 90, 95 percent, I'd be like, yeah, man, we're pretty much in agreement um, yep, on everything. He, he seemed to be pretty anti like locking down churches when all of that was going on. I mean, he only, his account only started in 2001. Um, cause you know, man, like I, and that it's probably a topic for another time, but like after like the, I've been pretty like, um, frustrated with a lot of churches because of what they decided to do during COVID, especially after stuff started coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, topic right, probably for, on that. yeah, probably for another time, but it's made it very difficult for me to, um, look at local churches the same because of those decisions. Uh, and I'm working through it. You know what I mean? It's just, it's it's very hard when you have a situation like that that happens. Um, and then all, all these people shut down. They were, you know, everyone was like freaking out about, you know, all sorts of different things. And then these are the same people that are reading a book that is basically like, you know, you you're essentially giving up your your life for Christ, right? But then this happens, and it's like, oh no 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 no, <laughs> like no, no, no we no. don't do that. Um, and then it's like, and then we are taught bad upon for questioning things and being like, no, I don't think we should go along with this. Yeah. And uh, and now everything we were talking about and questioning has come out to be true in this specific situation and it's like huh i wonder if there was a point in not shuttering the church when uh you know the black plague was happening yeah or when christians were being persecuted or the christians being persecuted in the middle east it's like you know yeah it's not like they were like shut it down boys you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. we don't want anyone to get their hair chopped off so let's just uh shut down the church I don't know like I it's frustrating because I've I've heard and sorry guys I know we're like an entertainment typically but this this all stems from all of that Indiana um, Jones from yeah <laughs> um it's very frustrating that what seems to be happening is that you'll have like he the okay take this guy for instance the reason I kind of looked into it because I was curious like oh has he ever spoken about COVID right and I I, I don't know but what is weird is that a lot of people who are will say things like he did with this whole like video game thing and like I don't there were a couple things one um I don't think anyone who actually you know he's like putting this thing out like I just can't respect so and so and it's like no one none of no one asked you to respect any of these people like I don't know you you know what I mean it's like why why would you feeling this way why like honestly dude like why do I care yeah, 
I don't know you. Like, bro, like it's a Twitter ministry. Is that a? Yeah. I'm not against it. I'm just saying, is that is that is this really how we want to to spend our time? And hey, listen, that <laughs> yeah. shoe fits on and, that shoe fits on me too with dude. with some things. That's why I've deleted like most all of my tweets, and I was going back through and uh, taking off all the things that I liked as well. But I was like, I ain't, sure. I ain't got time for that. Sure. Um. Let me just get in contact with Hillary Clinton. I'll have her just bleach all my stuff. <laughs> Matthew says he's hard at work. Sandy said Indiana Jones more like Indiana Jane, which is true. And yeah, video games are bigger. They are. It's the biggest entertainment industry in the world at this point. Yep. So, and it's like, why? And I get it because, and what probably spurred that on, like if he, and I don't, I, I, I did look at some of his stuff. I didn't see him mention this at all, but what it sounds like is that he had a specific case with someone within like his congregation or someone close, you know, and that maybe was playing a part in some of that and it caused Dude, I, him I think, to put that out. Yeah, I think it's entirely, entirely possible that, again, I don't know any studies. It's from my experience, I think. I mean, really? No, I don't even know if that's true because I think you can binge watching caught on with Dude, uh, TV yeah. shows and then like you can people have movie days and stuff like that. And so, you know, again, maybe video games uh, are the easiest way that happens. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't really seen anything that comes off the top of my head. I don't remember anything to where that I've disagreed with him so far. And I think I'm right there with you. Probably 95% of things we probably agree on. Yeah. But it's like, dude, come on. Yeah. Like, just talk about your specific case. Be like, Hey, you know, this is something that happened. And um, dude, I've experienced before and be like, Hey, this is just a warning. Like I definitely understand video games. They give that, that false sense of the reward factor. Like you're accomplishing something tangibly, which you're not, but a lot of people could just be, you know, good entertainment. Like you don't have it's to just, it's a nice, out distraction from i mean tears of yeah. the heart or whatever that Zelda tears of the game kingdom. Is, is yeah tears of the kingdom it's not gonna play itself yeah exactly man no you know Princess neither Zelda's is not in gonna find football next in year yeah. yeah exactly who's gonna who's gonna res- rescue princess peach if not for mario exactly but it's it's an interesting thing too because this just goes back to like now this is kind of where i think you know, a lot of churches have to be careful because you start really starting to just sound like Republican pundits or like conservative pundits when you get into this realm. Um, you know, no coincidence that the guy retweeted Matt Walsh and it's just like, bruh. It's like, <laughs> no. it's like, bruh. Like, I, mm, come on. Not the Daily Wire. Like, it's okay. Like, you, you are attacking people whose hobby is this, but like you're retweeting a guy who said some pretty heinous stuff. It could um, be worse, and then though. everyone defends him it by being be. like, oh, he's just joking. He has a dry sense of humor. And I'm like, is he? At least he's not retweeting Time Magazine or CNN or David French. I, I guess. I don't, I don't know if it's really any better, to be honest. <laughs> I really don't know either. I, like, I don't, actually. Yeah, it's like, it, I don't know. That, that, the whole like culture thing that typically surrounds Christianity is, is very weird for me. Um, and I'm like. I definitely understand more of when Jesus was telling his disciples over and over. I did not come to establish, you know, uh, Israel as a kingdom, like to take it by, you know, force in that sense. Right. Like, you know, I was just reading in, uh, in Acts, it's now the time the appointed kingdom. I'm like, how many times does he have to say it? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I definitely understand now with this whole cultural war, political stuff as, as more of 
as I've gotten older, I'm like, yeah, you know, just don't care. Well, man, it's like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, when it it's it's kind of what like the whole COVID thing really changed my perspective about a lot of stuff. And it, I think, like I was saying before, the thing that frustrates me the most is that it seems like a lot of churches are pushing more for let's just pretend the last few years didn't happen and go back to business as usual Mm -hmm. Uh, rather than looking at the current state of everything. And this is where sort of like the culture does come into play because, you know, the people in your congregation are a part of this. Um, But you become, uh, what am I trying to say? You, you, um, they're involved in the culture to some degree, right? I mean, their finances are potentially dependent upon that um you know de- depending on um the stance that one might hold about uh public education versus homeschooling or you know what i mean like that how you want to like uh how, raise your kids in that sense and um i mean there's a lot and we could spend forever what's up jenna um well, it's just the authoritarian aspect of upon which um seems to be going on and infiltrating from yeah the more um big eva type yeah you know what i mean and so that's that's my problem it was the shut you know people i respected and again we all mess up but sure you know shuttering the doors and not even more so not even having more of a middle ground but hey if you want to come our doors are open if you want to stay home fine you know what i mean yeah and it's like it's like we say man like politics ruins everything it's like everything got hyper political um over that few years and there's just a lot of things it's like okay so, like, my experience was church shut for eight months, and then their brilliant idea was to say, hey, you can reserve a spot to come back. And I was just like, do you, come on now, like, <laughs> you know what that looks Did like? you read James? Yeah, it, it very just, and I, I don't I I am of two minds about this because I know people get really upset hey David, when you get that if critical. You, if you donate five thousand or more, it gives you coffee access to the head pastor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, listen. I don't. I wouldn't say that it's, was the case for Hillsong Church, by yeah. the way. Just oh, for those geez. you know, they kept saying like you know, giving doesn't influence what you get, but they had like a a tier based system. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing is like it's not quite that. But that's the impression that I was getting kind of from it was like, oh, you better hurry up and reserve your spot. And it's like, this is not, this isn't, we should talk, this is not the way that that's supposed to work. <laughs> you know what we should talk about next Monday? Huh? Okay, we could do Dungeons and Dragons, but okay. it would be really fun to talk about next Monday. Would also be the Hillsong documentary on uh, oh, we FX. Do, we do need it's, to do uh, it. Friday, they're going to release the last two episodes. Okay. That would be great to do. So let's let's plan to do D and D next week, and then maybe Hillsong the week after that. Because I or can, we do Hillsong next week, and then D and D after. Well, I am going to Oklahoma on Thursday, <laughs> so okay. I don't I don't know how much time I'm gonna have to to watch a full like Hillsong documentary versus documentary. You know what I mean? Like I'll have a little yeah. extra time when I get back to to actually sit down because I'll probably want to take some notes and. Uh, well, the whole deal with that. Unlike Brian Houston and Hillsong Church, here at the Underground, it's just value for value. Meaning, 
that whatever value you think our content is worth, you get to donate in the form of your time, talent, and treasure. And donating either of those doesn't give you any other special access except it grants you the ability to become a producer of the corresponding episode. And remember, donations of $100 or less, you automatically become producer of that corresponding episode. Uh, $100 or more, you become an associate executive producer. And donations of $200 or more gives you automatically the executive producer credit. And those are credits that we will vouch for that you can put on your resume everywhere that accepts credits. Uh, we have people who are putting them on the IMDb profile, Christopher Nolan, um, Steven Spielberg, not, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it really just helps us to be able to get more time, commit more time to this and to Damn. really create a community. And that's the goal is eventually get a community going. Where we're all just supporting each other. And well, we do have, if you really enjoy our content. Go ahead. I was gonna say, we do have a community. Yeah. Um, uh, Sandy liked your, uh, transition by the way so congratulations you're getting pretty good at that Um, hey i try i try and find it and then stop (laughs) and and turn to it you know you won't get any coffee and exclusive meetup with me and david but if you choose to have an underground meetup and you let us know maybe maybe just maybe we'll show up (laughs) if y'all want to if y'all want to come out to the mid-america track uh in oklahoma (laughs) this weekend i'll be out there If y'all want to come out to, never mind, I'm going to tell you where I live. Uh, but Jenna, you should try and come out here. <laughs> yeah. You know where. <laughs> um, but uh, sorry, was there more that you wanted to add to that? No, no, it's just. I uh, just, I wanted to, I, I think about this occasionally because like I just wanted to let everybody who's supported, whether you're just downloading the show, whether you've donated, whether you hang out in the troll room, like. We are very appreciative of you guys. Um, yes, it, we are. It's a it's a small community, but you guys are kind of ride or die. I mean, even among us, just absolutely um, being figuring out our new brand. Yeah, yeah, recently and all the stuff that's going on, you guys have have really just with the new changes because we both started a new job at the same time. Um. So yeah, thank you guys. Um. It, it honestly, it really does mean a lot because um, not everybody really has that and you know we have worked pretty hard to try to get to where we're currently at and it's you know we don't have any intention of going anywhere um nope it's just it's, it's kind a of slow the, grind yeah it's the way things go right now like you know i really love what i'm doing currently um and you know i want to make it sort of like two-part like I, i'm i'm pretty big into the idea of like multiple revenue streams and hopefully mm-hmm. you know one day that's something that like will really take hold pretty hard um and i you know i like legitimately like just working uh as hard as i possibly can to kind of get things into that place and unfortunately with the podcast that means certain stuff has slipped a little bit and um same with me it uh, just with clips and different things sure not being able to be as plugged in but I mean, that's what's great about the value for value is, you know, we get to give you all hopefully great content regardless, but that that content and quality will obviously improve with more time donated and talent and treasure specifically because we do have to keep the lights on. And, you know, the good thing is, is that we're not asking you for, hey, if you spend 
$10 a month, you get this extra perk. If you spend $50 a month, you get these extra perks. Yeah. It's no, everyone's the same. What value do you think it is? Do you think it's worth a hamburger? Do you think it's worth a night out? Do you think it's worth $1 a month? You know, or one-time donation of $1,000? It's whatever value you think um, our content is worth and how much you're getting out of it. And, again, you become a part of it. You are a producer. You're not just a listener or an audience. You are part of this. And, you know, any talent you possess, it's not just monetary donations. Obviously, those are nice because, again, it helps us keep the, the lights on. But it's also the, your talent, any kind of artwork for podcast episodes, uh, or even on YouTube. I know that Whoopa Troopa did a thumbnail for us. Mm -hmm. Any branding design, editing, any type of talent you have that you th would like to do. Uh, you know, if you wanted to do a merch shop uh, for us, I know... Uh, with the No Agenda, they have the No Agenda merch shop, and those people, uh, you know, sell No Agenda merch, and then every, you know, however so often they make a donation to the No Agenda podcast, and it's know? totally and their, so, it's totally their thing. Yep, and we don't have to meet with lawyers, nothing. Yeah, and you get just, to do that. So you do your thing, work out if if people do like if it gets to that point, right? I mean, that's kind of right. the thing that's nice about this is there's a lot of organic growth, um, and I I like that that you know it's. We make the ask, we keep making the ask, and over time, people, you know, they uh, help in different ways. It's like today, um, I asked Joseph to, to post in the Discord just to see what you guys were kind of interested in or something, you know, because uh, we're going to talk about the stuff that we're interested in, but again, like I was saying, you guys, or like, excuse me, as we were saying, you guys are a part of this, so we want you guys to feel as if you are a part of it. Um, we love that y'all mess with each other, mess with us in the troll room. Um, it, it's just, it's all uh, how it goes. And you guys put some stuff into the show suggestions, and I took pretty much everything except for whoopas. <laughs> so you want, yeah, right. He's like, let's talk about how much you love The Last of Us 2 and how it's the best video game ever made, which is not true at all. Um, I will, at some point this year, be getting back to finishing that playthrough. Um, I've just actually got to be here on a weekend, uh, in order to do that. Um, yeah, right. This, this trip to Oklahoma was last minute, kind of. Um, and so, yeah, so yeah. Dungeons and Dragons next week, possibly Hillsong, if David finds it. Yeah, time. uh, you um, said it's on Hulu? It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. And on, so the, the first two episodes are already out, and then they'll release the last two this Friday. To log into my Hulu account, and I don't know what. All right, I'll have to figure it out. But yeah, I will. Yeah, no, we, yeah, I, I, I will give a yes to that. Um, I, yeah, it'll just be easier if I can, you know, wait an extra week for it. And you'll get to hear the underground <laughs> official position on things like Hillsong, Hillsong music, Hillsong worship services, Pentecostals, uh, the abuse claims, weren't they all the, sorts of bills. Weren't they the um? the the ones that everyone was making fun of for like the cloud thing too do you know what i'm talking no, about no that was bethel that was bethel okay yeah dude you, i hear pentecostal and i get triggered because yeah. <laughs> of how i grew up i grew up in a word of faith movement uh, i shouldn't say i grew up i went when i first became a believer when i was in middle school the first because i didn't know any better the first church i went to was a pentecostal church <laughs> where they like you know, it was all the wrong things of the incorrect way of how to speak in tongues and all this stuff. But 
we'll talk more about that later. But yeah, for now, yeah, yeah. we I love guess we listen, need to get into. I, we love the Pentecostals. I've been I've I've been to a few places that are still pretty legit. There's just like they 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 uh definitely hit hard into that free will. Um, <laughs> and and there's a lot of stuff that you go. There's been times where I've I've been to one and and they'll talk about like certain things and I go, are y'all sure about that? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, we we love our Pentecostals. Room, room for discussion. <laughs> it's that yeah. kind of stuff. We even love our Independent Baptists. Ain't okay. that right, Jenna? <laughs> um, I I saw. I told you this earlier because I text texted you. I was out um, riding around today with my boss, and we pat there. You know, I uh the area that I spend a lot of time in during the week. It's very uh backwoods isn't the right word, but like. Rural, rural North Carolina. Um, so there's White a trash. lot of free will Baptist churches and, you know, like old school steeple churches. And, they, you know, the primitive the whole, Baptist. Yeah. The that whole um, like bad church signs thing is just legitimate ev- everywhere. But the one my the one that I told you today that I saw where they were like, um, God, it was like, what did I, I sent it to you. I think it was something like I just want to make sure I get this right. Uh, just saw a church sign that said God's ways are not my ways or I think it said our ways you know and I, yeah. I, I I was just like okay I think I know what you're getting at with that but I don't think you, you guys know yeah the way that that reads if you were to try to put it in like layman's terms is we don't follow God like it's like whatever Baptist church we don't follow God that's the way that that reads, and so it just you you go. Yeah. I don't think you guys you know, what? know what you are saying there. <laughs> it's just like dude, I, it was you know too funny. Oh, dude, and the signs are all. I just it's so funny that that stuff still exists. Because you're like, it, some of it is so cringy. I I may need to start actually like writing them down as I see that stuff. I hear you, but it's it's pretty funny. So. We've got some stuff that we are going to talk about for a little bit here. Um, and let's see what I had in my notes where we were going to start. So we already talked about the 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 tweet from that guy about video games. Um, I'm still playing Zelda. Um, I got a little bit of time to play on the plane uh, out to Montana this past weekend. Oh, nice. Um, so it's still still great. I don't I don't know if I'll... We'll, I'll get an opportunity to really like deep dive talking to it. There's stuff that I, I really, really like about it. And there's stuff that I'm just kind of like, I don't know if I personally, I'll, you know, to, to use a modern term vibe with some of the stuff going on in the game. Um, but I'm still really enjoying it. And I, yeah, I don't plan on stopping playing it. It just, there, there's like, really some like that plank, don't you? The plank, the plank. Yeah, Plank, uh, the uh, the mod, you know, I'm talking about where he's uh, that you sent me, where he's running around shooting stuff. Uh, you know, that's Plank from Ed Ned Eddie, right? Did I send you that? I think it was either you or Tyler. I thought it was Uh-oh. you. Um, I don't know, but yeah, basically, uh, we were talking about how Nintendo <laughs> was going to end being able to uh, mod things in their games. <laughs> And one of them was a plank running around shooting things from his 
nether regions. Oh, yeah, I don't think I sent that to you. It must have been Tyler. That's that's pretty funny, though. Yeah, they... Or, no, oh, so they... I Maybe it was, but, yeah, they were doing stuff where it was, like, you know, you give people the ability to mod stuff, and they're just going to make, like, giant dongs. Yep. Um, and there's one that I sent, I think, in the Discord where a guy made a whole bunch of rocks that looked like that and was shooting them at enemies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you said. Yeah. Um, but it, yeah, that stuff. I, yeah, I, some, some some guy, right, David? Some guy made that. Some guy, yeah, definitely. You know, and then like people are like, like I was telling you, uh, you last week, people are like crucifying the the Kuroks, um, and uh, just doing all sorts of wild stuff in that in, in that game. Um, that's fun to see, like when people post that stuff online. You know, it's kind of uh, it, it. It's always a good time when a new game comes out and it it people just think of very imaginative things to do in the game. <laughs> <laughs> that probably weren't originally intended. Um, so yeah, uh, still pretty happy with that, dude. It was seventy five dollars though, and I, Oof. I know I kind of felt that. And we're talking like standard. This wasn't like a special. I didn't, you know, I, I didn't get like a special edition type thing or whatever. It was just base price uh, for Tears of the Kingdom was seventy five dollars, and I'm like, we might be starting to reach like a a limit even for stuff that is the you know top tier game uh they're gonna they're 75 is pushing it for me um yeah you know it was pushed when it went above 60 for me yeah i was like yeah i'll just wait (laughs) i must be getting old yeah zelda memes are gold man jen you got you and jenna just have such a uh wonderfully non-toxic relationship it's it's great hey zach is a toxic part hope you're doing well my friend it's always good to see you always appreciate when you drop by uh i'm sorry i had yeah yeah, that i haven't been as active in uh in your streams we love our Uh, canadians and catholics yes (laughs) our uh our friends from the great white north I was pretty I was pretty close to, to to Canada this past weekend up in Montana. I was in Billings. Um and then in um a a town right outside Billings in the middle of nowhere. And I don't know if it was Canada or if upper like northern Montana was having uh, wildfires. And so it was a little hazy uh, most of the time that we were there. It cleared up a little bit on Friday. Um thankfully. And it wasn't like bad, like it's not like you couldn't breathe. It was just the sky. No, it was hazy. The sky was kind of hazy. It, we, um, it wasn't just the sky here for us. It was uh, um, just all over the place. In. The yeah. house was smelling like it. Oh, really? Everything. Yep. Mm. Um, yep, it was bad. It was thick here. Thanks, Canada. <laughs> but I. Uh, I was I, outside just dude, going, I command you away. Yeah. It, Obviously, it wasn't winter time, so I can't speak fully. But like, I really liked Montana. I, I thought it was pre- pretty great. Um, yeah, Montana's beautiful. And um, didn't see any Western Diamondbacks. And at first, I was pretty happy about that. But on the last day, I was kind of like, man, I kind of wanted to see one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, well, you had a pretty close experience. What was it last year? The year before last, when, uh, oh, when you were walking up that mountain? Uh huh. Yeah, I almost stepped on an Eastern Diamondback. Um, and fun fact about those, they are starting to not warn, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they're not using their they rattler to warn anymore because yeah. 
people have been it's, it will typically kill them if that's the case um and so they don't do that anymore i almost stepped on one um which was like not a great it was a, not a great experience uh my dog <laughs> didn't even see it you know it was like through my camera um you know so it was like oh man what an experience but yeah i mean I, I don't know it's like doing a lot of the uh this race coverage for the side by sides like the, we're just in the middle of nowhere and there's a lot of wildlife and snakes are a part of that so it's just trying to be careful with that stuff and you know not get caught in a in a bad situation um but so thankfully this, uh, huh what's this bee stuff Sorry. Oh, yeah. So this is I just wanted to talk talk about this because and I don't know if anyone now you do you know about this movie? Isn't that the movie with uh, Idris Elba in it and he's fighting a a lion? Yes. Um, It's terrible. Go back to the calls. Um, uh, Yeah, I. I, Why am I not surprised? Just. I weed eated a rattlesnake nest in a blackberry bush this week. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um yeah, so on the way back from Montana, um I was editing and trying to upload or no, excuse me, trying to export some videos for right. for work. And I uh it was just like browsing through so the way that and, and I, I people probably know this but like I haven't been on a plane since 2019 um just because like there wasn't like a specific reason for it it was well for one I was like I don't want to deal with the annoyance of like being on a plane during all of that I was like cuz I yeah, you know yeah. um and so I'm like on there and like what they do with a lot of them now is that like you can get on the plane's wi-fi and that's how you do your entertainment like a lot if they don't have the screens on the back of the seats which i guess isn't isn't common um i don't remember if the last time you know in when i went to rhode island in 2019 i can't remember if they actually had uh if any of the planes actually had those screens on them but you know, you can just do it from your phone now. And I was like browsing through the movies and I was like, well, I don't want to watch anything too serious or like, um, you know, whatever. And I ran across this movie <laughs> that I had known about when it, in, when it released. So let's see, it was, uh, this was a, almost a year ago. It, August 19th, um, is when this would have released in theaters, um, last year. And, you know, it was one of those things where, like, this looks dumb. The, re- the reviews came out. It, they were terrible. Uh, but I watched it on this plane because I was like, I don't have anything better to do. This export is taking forever. Um, and so... Let's do it. Yeah, I was like, I just started watching it. And, dude, let me tell you, it. I wish that this was good-bad. You know what I mean? Where it was, like, so bad that it's good. Um, yeah, like, but, entertaining because it's so stupidly funny yeah it's so forgettable um it, it idris elba feels like he's um phoning, like phoning it, in. it in yeah and uh i can't remember the name of this guy he's in he's in a lot of stuff um and he plays like his friend or whatever and he's the um white dude right there he's the guide well yeah he's he's the warden on the reserve okay so they set him up 
as being this very capable, smart, raised some lion cubs, and those lions like love him. And so the premise ultimately, and I'm going to spoil this because I don't think anybody cares. No, nah, go ahead. It's um, been out for a while. Yeah. Uh, the the premise is, is that there are poachers who kill a pride of lions except for one male. So for some reason, this male then goes nuts and just starts indiscriminately killing anyone that it comes across. Like, we're, we're talking 25, 40 people that it just destroys like it takes out like a whole village and and i'm just like uh, there and so the movie's got a couple problems um just on a very basic level uh the lion's power level is a little weird like for so, it, it, it's not explained right it's not as if the lion is has some sort of advanced rabies or like is an experimental that you know what i mean yeah it, it's that. it's not there, there isn't an explanation as to why this lion is as strong as it is um, or why it's more capable. They, they kind of just go like, oh, it, it lost its pride, and so now it's just on, it's like going for revenge or something. And I was like, I don't know. And I'm like, all right, I'll just stick with it. Um, the opening's pretty boring. They, you know, they try to do this whole setup um, that I think takes way too long, introducing Idris Elba, his daughters, and the game warden because they're really the only characters in the movie like everyone else is sort of just on on the fringe of the movie and they're pretty much there to be slaughtered or to like be a very basic setup for something that's going to happen later in the movie um and it's not i don't know like you can see sort of the the framework of it and what they were trying to do with characters which i can always be like all right hey, that's more than, you know, some movies are doing from a writing perspective. Um, so, whatever. It is it's kind of, it is still kind of boring. It's whatever. It, it Ultimately, it all kind of falls flat. Um, but the thing that, like, I was just like, I can't believe this. So, at one point, the game warden, um, they get uh, they, this guy that's actually on screen, right, uh, with a blue hat. He comes, like, stumbling out of uh, the brush after they've gone to his village and everyone's been slaughtered by this lion. Right. And instead the game warden then becomes an idiot and this is this is this is like writing 101 when we talk about um characters having to become stupid in order for the plot to continue. Because what should have happened so Idris Elba's a doctor. I don't know if I explained that. Um he uh goes to like try to like treat the guy's wounds and instead of the game warden being like okay we need to get this guy into our vehicle and we need to now leave because that is the intelligent thing to do in this situation i kid you not he wanders off into the brush i want to say woods even though i don't <laughs> woods are not a thing in africa um that i'm aware of but the tip like the equivalent of wandering off into the woods is what he now does because he hears like a noise and so he want i mean dude he wanders like they don't really like give you an a real good idea of how far away he was from the vehicle um when he you know obviously gets attacked by this lion um at that point and uh 
But it, it was just one of those things. It's like, dude, why? What are you doing? It was like you have your best friend, his daughters, and someone that you claim to care about from a, a local village, and your idea is to leave them all to go see what the noise is. And it's just like, this is what we, we talk about, where when it comes to writing, like even in a low-budget film like this, there are things that you can do to make it so it's not about a character now having to be stupid in, in order, order to keep your plot, plot going. going. Yeah. Yep. Um, and because when that stuff happens, it for me personally, it ruins everything else that comes after it. Any, because like you know, the guy, the game warden, ultimately like sacrifices himself to try to like stop the lion or whatever later, like pretty close to the end of the movie. Um, and it just ruins any of that because it's like, dude, you were an idiot. You got into the situation that you're in now because you were stupid. Yeah. So it's like, and again, I, we're not even talking about making a bad decision when, like, this situation calls for it. When there's a lot of stressful things going on at one time, you have to make a quick decision. You know, snap a finger and you just make a bad decision. But yeah, just wandering into the African brush when you know that <laughs> you know there's going to be all kinds of yeah animals yeah. there probably waiting for you that can kill you. Yeah. So that you know, and then like uh, at one point one of um, Idris Elba's daughters, because he's distracting the lion, gets an opportunity to put a trank dart into the back of the lion, like into its like rear quarters, which seems to me ends everything, right? So like, it, let's say we forget that the game warden decides to be stupid, right? Like he makes it back to the vehicle. Um, they, uh, you know, successfully do this to the lion. Um, the trank dart, should have worked. I mean, it's just a lion, right? Right. They, they have these trank darts for this sort of situation to be able to take da- down large animals. Well, coincidentally, it just doesn't work that way. Like, he kind of gets woozy and then he's totally fine again a few minutes later. And it's like... Without any kind of explanation. Yeah, he's not a science experiment. Lion. Yeah, this isn't Deep Blue Sea. Like, he, it's not like he was experimented on and then let back yeah. into the a- African right. wilderness, which to be honest... If they had just gone, let's do Deep Blue Sea, but with a lion in Africa, totally would have been down for something like that. You know what I mean? Like, Deep Blue Sea yeah. is a guilty pleasure movie of mine. Like, I, when it is, well, when Cable was still a thing, like, that was one of those movies that I could, like, I could sit and watch. You think that's, like, a cult classic? Because I hear sea? that from so many people. Yeah. I would say, th- yeah, I, I think so. It, it, it's got a decent enough following, and people kind of have a... Fond memory love, of it, like a love yeah. for it, despite it being like because it's just got some iconic stuff in it, uh, and I think yep. that that kind of helps put it into that realm. And it, it's it's debatable. I mean, it's debatable with a lot of those those movies, but yeah, I I, I think Deep Blue Sea at least deserves um, some recognition in in that sort of cult classic status. Um, you know, it's like Samuel L. Jackson, man. You know, uh, Ice yep. Cube. It's <laughs> it's got it's got some stuff in it for sure. Um, no, it's not Ice Cube. It's uh, what's that dude's name? I thought it was Ice Cube. Is I no? It's one of the Ices, isn't it? No, it's not. Uh, it's uh, TLJ. No name? way. <laughs> yeah, Whoopa coming in hot. <laughs> Hello, Whoopa. By the way, it's always a pleasure. <laughs> All right, I'm about to tell you. LL Cool J. LL Cool J. Come on, bro. Sorry. <laughs> Almost. Like You're right. LL. Ice Cube, I don't know, him and Ice Cube do kind of look similar, and it's not for the reason that everyone's going to say that it's for. 
David's cool banned Jay from the yeah. Discord for a week. Yeah, I know, right? My bad, guys. Well, anyway, so like the movie kind of goes in its typical direction, but this whole thing, dude, at the end of this, I think there's a clip of it in here, like a screenshot of it. Um, so there's this whole idea that the the male lions protect their pride from uh maybe it's not in here uh they they protect their pride from other invading lions into their territory right their territorial or whatever right. and they set that up and you're like well of course it's going to come back later well dude Idris Elba at the end of this like in order to try to like save his his daughters um runs in the direction of this pride uh and the pride is like essentially sitting in the background i can't find a shot of it i don't it, this trailer may not have anything um but it just runs at them uh it, well it, it goes after him right he goes like hey come after me whatever and he takes this knife and they're he's literally like fighting doing hand-to-hand combat with this lion at the end of the movie <laughs> <laughs> which i don't know is it like i you know from like sort of a uh <sighs> <laughs> Whoop. <laughs> um from from a you know kind of a B movie perspective it is kind of funny you know the the, yeah. the movie it, it's almost got the it's ideas. like a sci-fi movie yeah um it's got the ideas to to get into that realm of being sort of a corny good bad B movie but it just doesn't nail anything cuz it's too it honestly it's just too boring yeah, it's not um, like Sharknado. Like, Idris Elba's too serious of an actor for me to be like, oh, yeah, B-movie type type thing. Um, yeah. it's, it's like a sci-fi, yeah, it's like a sci-fi original premise that got a theatrical release. Yeah. It's probably a good way to put it. Um, but yeah, he's like doing hand-to-hand combat, and there are these lions from a different um, pride in the background. And, I, and I'm sitting there going... Oh, okay. Well, he the the thing's gonna lunge at him, and then this pride is going to attack the lion, and it'll be like, "Haha! I used my smart doctor brain to solve this situation." Um, well, that's not exactly what happens because before these lions decide to help him, they're going to watch Idris Elba nearly get mauled to death. Right. This lion, by the way, has multiple yeah, it has opportunities. To that suspense, right? Yeah. This lion has multiple opportunities to get a kill shot on Idris Elba's neck. Um, there, at least three, probably more, at least three times before these other lions finally decide to step in and take this other lion out. And I'm just like, I don't know if that was the way to handle it. You know. It, the movie could have used a moment of like, ha But also, you know, they don't ever pay off the fact that the game warden raised these lions from cubs. It's not as if, like, the uh, game warden at the end sacrifices himself and the lions see what's happening and then go after, you know, the bad lion or whatever. Dude, I, I feel as if um, I have become dumber by trying to explain this movie. <laughs> And like no one knows what I'm talking about. Well, I'm I'm glad you went through it for us. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. wait till you watch Dungeon and Dragons. Oh yeah, um, it's on the list. I was going to yesterday, but I've been trying to recover from uh, from yeah, this past since, weekend. And since everyone's here, uh, just to remind y'all, uh, 
next week we're going to talk about Dungeons and Dragons. And if David has the time, we'll also talk about the Hillsong documentary out on Hulu. Yes. But but yeah, this Chuck Dixon news is pretty big though. Yes. Um yeah, we can go ahead and talk about that. So like I I am by no means like a comic book pro. Like everything that I know is just kind of from learning from the people who have been reading them forever. Um but ch- because of those people, people like Nerdrotic and Rippa and uh Az they have they, like recently had Chuck Dixon on. The dude's been in the industry forever. Um, he is a le- he's a legend in the industry. Like I, I, right. <laughs> I am consulting the Book of Knowledge Wikipedia on this, um, and it looks like his career really started in the eighties. Uh, he's done Punisher, Batman, um, and I imagine like I mean you can kind of see his bibliography down here. Yeah, it's uh, huge. just ma- I mean, like massive, massive. Uh, looks like and he's joining done some Superman, is... Batgirl, Bane. Uh, it's just insane. Yeah. Uh, Cleopatra review. What is? Oh, <laughs> maybe never. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um. But yeah, what a absolute. Just steal. Yeah, Zach in the troll room says that uh, he created. Oh, Bane. he created Bane. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, I mean the dude is like very well respected am- am- among the the comic book guys, um, and or, I guess comic book fandom is probably the best way to put it. And you know, like again, I'm new to a lot of this, and it's like I've read things here and there, but I'm never gonna be like try try to be like, hey guys, like I know everything about comics because. What I'm, what good is that doing? Like the minute someone yeah. questioned me, that's what they'll be like, bro, I don't know. <laughs> so it's like there have been things over the years that have like caught my attention in comic books, um, you know. But it's always been something for me that I it's just specific stuff. And so now on the back end, I've like got kind of a list of things that I'm I'm going through based on suggestions from people. Um, but yeah, it's it's never gonna be uh, one of those things. But it, it's I you know I enjoyed uh Rippa's first book um Chuck is doing the Alpha Core pretty yep. sure I wrote this down um and so honestly man I'm just I'm I'm stoked that uh he's writing it uh yeah I think Rippa awesome. now I don't I don't I don't know for cer- like for certain um but Rippa cl- clearly wants to have real talent working with him uh, yeah, and he's trying to get good people surrounded by him. Yeah, this get. Uh, Jenna wants a last Ronin review. Um, it is quite good. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I I liked about the last Ronin. Um, I thought that the choice of who the last turtle was was the correct decision. Um, for a number of different reasons, I won't ruin it because it's still a relatively new. Uh, novel, but it's it's essentially about uh, the uh, like the Ninja Turtles get wiped out except for one of them, and you don't find out who it is until about a quarter of the way through uh, the se- like the run, and it's kind of about like dealing with that loss, and there's like you know a bit of a revenge narrative, and um, it's really good, and it's quite violent, 
which was unexpected from Ninja Turtles because I'm used to the cartoon series growing up watching that. Um, but yeah, uh, really liked it. I've got like the compendium for uh, the old Turtles comics in my Amazon wish list, and so one of these days I'm going to do that. But it's like a hundred bucks, <laughs> I just can't. I can't bring myself to pay a hundred dollars right now for that. Uh, we've just got a lot of other stuff going on. But yeah, um, I highly recommend it. I think it's really good. You can pick up the whole run and hardback for, I think I paid like $25 for it or whatever. That's not too shabby. Yeah, and it, it took me about two or three reads um, to get through the whole thing. The art's great. Um, uh, I do find... Or, or, go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's true, Jenna. I, know, I didn't ever read the old Turtles comics. I knew that they were pretty violent, um, but it's still pretty surprising like when you see characters like you know turtles like cutting off people's heads and stuff like that sorry what were you saying joseph oh no you're fine um i thought that uh you were done so i was just going to bring something that i just remembered about indiana jones yes uh, since we were talking about that earlier uh which was that uh it's kind of funny that it's got slammed by credits if i remember correctly i want to say when i had checked earlier this week or it read that it had like 40 something percent on rotten tomatoes is it out and, it's not out is it well it's out to the critics and oh, they released it a month early to their critics i guess expecting they're going to get like great reviews and everything and it's just oh gonna... yeah it's got and... a 47 percent on i mean we were going to talk about rotten tomatoes because i know uh matthew wanted to know a little bit more about that that's Ooh. That's bad. Let's just click on yeah, let's click let's click on this and we can an adventure that despite stripping itself of all fan service air feels simulated and forced. This is not my Indiana Jones. Disappointing. Uh, fun isn't the most accurate way to describe its excessive antics. There's never a dull moment, but all the globe trotting hullabaloo does verge on ex oh, that's a terrible review um even for like a bad one it's all pretty goofy and laborious over it's 142 minute runtime. <sighs> a film that inherits the directing mantle from steven spielberg should know when to step up it's about time executives release that franchise uh, uh sorry realize that franchises can't be cleanly separated from the vision and talent of those who made them oh my gosh that pretty sound it sounds pretty uh pretty much like re respecting the source material doesn't it <laughs> it does oh uh matt said this is part of the question i had on ratings um they did a viewing at the canis film festival okay uh matt if there's any details that you wanted to to add to the uh, your question about the ratings let me know um i'm gonna go over here to the oh for an 80 a list movie to get 40 percent seems uh unprecedented unprecedented no i mean let's see if from the critics i'd imagine so from the, from the big ones i would say that's typically something that doesn't happen when you have like a disney movie release that's such as the at... type like star wars or marvel or um, Indiana Jones. Uh, tomato a, meter. Rotten. Typically, the critics just show for him. Okay, so they don't want to lose right. access. Uh, Mario, billion dollar uh, movie, A list movie, fifty nine percent rotten. 
Ant-Man and the Wasp, 47%. Fast 9, 59%. Rotten. Uh, let's see. Fast and the Furious, the looks like the original 55%. Shazam, is that? Yeah, Fury of the Gods, I think 49%. Ghosted got 26%. <laughs> um, Fast and the Furious 2, 37%. That's probably actually necessary because that movie was terrible. Um, Rise of Skywalker, I mean, 52%. Disney's going down, you know, as uh, Sandy mentions in the troll room with the Star Cruiser disaster, plus all these other disasters. They've been taking uh, uh, different TV shows, Willow and others off of um, Disney Plus. I mean, it's good they're going through it because that's what they get. Yeah, I think. Well, okay. so here's the thing about Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Critic, not all critics review everything. Dude, Eternals has a... And it, not all okay. credits are the same. Let's take Eternals, for instance, because I think this is actually a really interesting one. Now, I don't typically like Rotten Tomatoes. We've used it in the past just to kind of like make points in videos. That's why a lot of people use it um, and why it's kind of got the attention that it does. Um, 47% tomato meter, but the audience score is 77%, right? But you would never see us or anyone else use that audience score as like a see it's actually not that bad of a movie because the movie sucks yeah so i here here's the thing um people like and we've talked about this before with just number reviews in general and that i'm not always the biggest fan of it because i don't think it's an accurate representation of whatever you happen to be talking about right um you know you have an audience score here of 77%. That's not an accurate representation of this movie. And so when you see people who are like, well, see how the critics hate this movie, but the audience love this movie? Well, Eternals is kind of in that spot, but you, I, I guarantee you most of the people who use that argument a lot of the time, and I think we probably, I'm sure we've used it too before, but like we would never, we'd never be like, see, they're wrong about Eternals. It's like no, the critics right. are actually correct uh, in this instance. It, I think, forty seven is probably a little I think high. They were at first, though. Um, I think they were high on it at first, and somehow it. Oh well, came yeah. Down the, over time. Well, the people who got those early screenings and got their goodie bags were probably pretty high about it. Um, it's confirmation by a site. Yeah, I actually agree. I think that's that's probably you can kind of pull whatever right you want to, to out of it, and you can pick and choose um, what's good and what isn't. Um, because, like, uh, actually, let's look at Ant-Man. Let's go back up to Ant-Man and the Wasp. Dude, Ant-Man so and the Wasp Quantumanium, 47% critic, 83%. Good night. Both of them are too high. 10,000 verified ratings, 83% audience score. Like, no one, no one is saying that this is a good movie, right? Like, so I don't know where these audience scores are coming from. Now, you never know... I, I typically don't w- want to use this argument because it, it gets used a lot by people who just can't legitimately cope with a movie being bad. We saw this with Rings of Power where people were like, oh, no, it's just, they're just spamming the the audience scores or the review scores to get it lower because um, they have some sort of like axe to grind or whatever. But it's like, okay, but let's forget all of that and let's just talk about the actual material that um, 
you know, for what it is. Yeah. Um, And, you know, take the Rings of Power stuff that we talked about. We've got hours of content talking about that and doing our best to break down why it's not good, you know, what's wrong with it, not only from a lore standpoint, um, but also just from a general entertainment standpoint. And it's it's not good. It's just not, it's not good. Um, I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Let's see. Let's see. I can't find anyone who liked Eternals generally. Um, get it was an oof. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it w- it wasn't. We've we've got a review of that too. And you know, you can find that. That was what last year. Was that last year? <laughs> it all blends together now, man. Oh, okay. Here's another one. Gray Man, forty forty six percent reviewers, ninety percent audience. No way. Ninety percent. It's only, okay. So to no be fair, way. it's only a hundred verified ratings. So you're gonna have, and this is part of the problem, right? Is that I, because it's aggregated, um, it, it could be that the person who the people who didn't like this from an audience standpoint are actually correct about the movie and have thought about it more than someone who was just like it was fun, a hundred, <laughs> you know, <Right. laughs> uh, and you have two hundred and sixty reviews from critics. So this is what I'm talking about, where. Not everyone is reviewing every movie, and so these numbers don't really mean a whole lot. Now, it, it's an interesting thing to kind of look at and to potentially talk about, but yeah, it it doesn't. It, this Rotten Tomatoes is not the end all be all when it comes to review scores. Um, yeah. Uncharted, forty one percent from the critics, ninety percent from the audience, like that. God. <laughs> 5,000 audience reviews at 90%. Like, come on, y'all. So it's it's not... The audience isn't just always correct because a movie sucks and... Um, or, excuse me. And the critics aren't always wrong either. It, it's true, yeah. they they People get... Critics get beat up a lot for stuff, but it's like... I don't know. Sometimes they're on point, you know? Yeah. Um, sometimes things make sense. Sometimes they don't. Yeah... And, you know, access is a big thing, and a lot of times uh, certain critics, or most of them, are getting, <laughs> giving, I should say, different reviews uh, with that, you know, that goodie bag uh, behind them that they've been giving to butter them up. And so those are other things to keep in mind. I think that's why it's important for us to really just talk about, okay, what's in this film or TV show and what makes it look great. Yeah. Uh, or bad. I was just trying to see if there's anything else in here that kind of stood out to me. <laughs> uh, Red Notice, 92% audience score. Like, that's real high for, for that. Um, a lot of people like that, though. Uh, just sort of like your general audience. And so I guess you have to remember that, too. Like, a lot of the audience, when they come in to do this, they're not the people who are spending the time like breaking down a lot of that stuff uh it's again it's like ooh, flashy lights on screen yeah 100 yeah uh suicide squad 26 percent, 58 percent. i mean like i don't know y'all can be the the judge of that one but i i again seems high from the audience side still transformers 57 and 55 percent by the audience 
Uh, uh, are the yeah, Matthew? Yes, are the reviewers burning their Disney bridge? I, I wonder if the um, the honeymoon is over with a lot of yeah, that stuff. And the writings on the wall. Uh huh. Um, and maybe maybe some of the reviewers have actually begun to grow a conscience, and they're like, it it could be they have a conscience. It could be that they see the tide turning, and they're like, you know what? Maybe we need to to actually ahead be of a little yeah we need to be a little bit more critical because you know that they weren't i mean there were people you know calling shang chi like uh a masterpiece or you know it's like that 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 meme where it's like uh the the this best the thing be- the until best the, next the next best thing, best thing. Yeah, yeah 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 since the last best thing i think is what it was right it's the best thing since the last best thing um, and it was for a while, all these Marvel movies coming out after Endgame, they're like, amazing, amazing, amazing. Okay, so The Last Airbender, that's actually probably pretty close. Um, 30 might, 30 is still high. And so that's what I'm talking about is like, you get these aggregate scores, um, and they're just not really the best representation um, or the best way to do it. Megan Fox, 10 out of 10, right. movie, fight me. <laughs> um, this wasn't too bad. Like, nice little special chat for 137 yeah um let me see if i had anything else whoopa says anything other than zero for the last airbender is too high <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you you are correct um kingsman oh that's golden circle actually that 64 percent is probably a pretty good let me look up the original kingsman because i'm actually curious uh, I really like that movie. Uh, or actually, I think it's just Kingsman, right? Yeah, it is just Kingsman. Kingsman, The Secret Service, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, 75, 84. That's, see, and that's like an instance where I'd be like, yeah, I can see that. Um, Makes sense. I'm or, more, a bit lower than 75 on that one. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, man, that's crazy. Um, I really like that movie, and I might say 90s are a bit high for that. Oh, yeah, that's way too um, high. Original Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, is is decent. Though that was, I don't know. I can see 92 on that one. Yeah, 92 for both. Yeah, well, not too bad. That was when Marvel was way better than they are now. And it was new. Wait, know, who? Which more. one was Sam? Uh, Sandy? What? Isn't that Scorsese? What, what are you? Sorry, what are you referring to? I just. I'm, I think not Kingsman, right? Kingsman. I think that's what. No, Sandy no, no, was. no, no. That. <sighs> Matthew Vaughn. Um. Oh, Matthew Vaughn directed Tetris. That's a movie we should probably talk about at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, Matthew Vaughn was a producer on Silent Night. Oh no, not I'm thinking Violent Night. What is Silent Night? That's something else. Okay. Violent Night was so good. Yeah. That's going in my Christmas uh, worth of draw. If you haven't seen Violent Night, ooh. definitely go watch it. Fun and, movie. This is a good thing too. So um Matthew Vaughn was a producer on um Fan Four Stick. I'm pretty sure this is the the one that came out not too long ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's and the, oh, hey, sorry. that's pretty. That's that's yeah. That's pretty accurate. Nine percent, eighteen percent. Most of the Marvel movies lately. 
Stardust um, actually is actually a pretty good movie. I'll, I will fight people on that. I think that's actually um, apparently too. By the way, uh, a bad, Lord of the Rings rumor that came out is you know they've been saying that season two, by the way, is going to be more lore accurate. And a rumor <laughs> came out and said that uh, uh, the rumor is Gladriel gets captured by orcs in season two. Oh, <laughs> complete deviation! Does do, does Galadriel get captured by orcs and she has to work in a um, uh, in a ditch? Uh, and does she stare at a tree and is sad because the tree is dying because elves like trees? And then a friend, they have to cut it. Yeah, uh, her, her her random general friend um, who was barely in the show gets killed, uh, and we're all supposed to feel some sort of like way about that, even though we never really got to know that character. Um, yeah. you know, and then all all sorts of things happen off screen, and then we get criticized because we wanted to see them happen on screen. <laughs> My favorite is like in leading up to the Rings of Power when they're like, "Well, we wanted to see what it would be like to have someone fight an orc in their house. It's never been done before." I'm like, <laughs> "Did you not watch The Hobbit?" It's just oh man. I honestly, you know, hey, you know what else is coming out soon? Not too far away. What's that? Season two of Halo. Oh, <laughs> oh Master man. Cheeks is back. Oh, Master Cheeks. Um, yeah, we man. Well, Rings of Power is a ways off. Yeah, it's a ways off. Well, no, I think they just finished. They just finished. I think all filming. I want to say. I think. I think. Mary, then they have to do reshoots and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I've been keeping up with it. So I think, you know, we it's possible, probably 2025, but it's possible we get it next year. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, I hope not, but actually I kind of hope Master so. Master Queef. Uh, Sandy Like the Whale. I know that that movie's been a bit controversial for people. They they tend to fall on either a love, or, love it or hate it. Everyone yeah, likes, I hated it. Everyone likes Brandon Fraser, but you either fall in the category of like, I didn't like this or I really did like this. And I think... So the director, whose name is slipping my mind, um, I'm looking it up right now. Darren Aronofsky. Uh, uh, Darren Aronofsky. Sorry, his name is. I've always had trouble saying his name. Um, he has always been a. I, I think everything he's ever done has always been that way. Like you either like a lot of his work or you dislike his work. Um, so he, hang on, let's look at director. Uh, he did that movie Mother, which I thought was terrible. Um, oh, that Netflix. He did movie? Noah. No you Mother. That net? Uh, no, no. This oh is, yeah, that Mother's a horror movie. Um, it's like a a biblical narrative told in a house, and uh, Jennifer Lawrence is like Mother Earth. Uh, they like eat a baby in that movie it's it's weird dude it's it's really weird and it's just one of those things that like it, it ended and i was like nah <laughs> i was like this wasn't it um he did noah um black swan which i really like wrestler i really like requiem for a dream which is like so he does a lot of stuff that's like very hard to watch very dramatic usually very dark dealing with either like mental illness or 
you know what I mean? Like, so the whale is right in his territory. So I think for a lot of people, it's it, it, he is not a let's go get some popcorn and hang out with the family and go go watch a Darren Aronofsky movie. Um, right. Requiem for a Dream is not an easy movie to watch. <laughs> you know, you, he's he really is that style of, of especially for the people that like him. I think a lot of people will admit, hey, you know what? I really liked that. Probably won't ever watch it again. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. Um, a one-time watch, a great movie, just can't watch it many times. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've ever seen anything he's directed more than once. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, maybe not. But yeah, he's just he's kind of an interesting director, and I've always liked people that, even if it doesn't work, that they they're at least doing something kind of different you know and that that goes almost like double now that we're in uh this era of just like oversaturation of superhero movies and just everything blowing up on screen and there's no writing or character development like i don't know it would be interesting to get into a time period where writers actually start caring about what they're doing again. I mean, who knows? We got this writer strike, I guess, that's still going on. Not that anybody cares or has been paying attention. Um, yep. But, yeah, it'd be interesting to get into a period where the the basics are starting. To, like, the, I guess, let me say the fundamentals are kind of back in, like, filmmaking, um, especially from a writing perspective. And then you go, like, oh, man, like, we actually have this baseline for this stuff now. So what is the stuff that actually stands out now that we've reached that as a goal? You know, we're not, we're not 10 feet below the basement anymore. We actually have our foundation. We have the stuff that you would consider basement stuff. It's like, eh, it's not that great, but like there, you know, maybe there's yeah. some stuff that's okay about it. And then you start actually moving up into like, man, this is actually really interesting, like character dynamics and whatever it happens to be, you know? Right. Um, That'd be nice. But it, that it seems like a pipe dream right now. <laughs> Just a little bit. Um, awesome, man. Well, uh, we're a little short this week, but it's not like that's a big deal. Um, I think we've covered everything, and it was pretty pretty yeah. solid. Uh, and next week we'll be back. You know, at least with Dungeons and Dragons. If not, maybe even the Hillsong documentary. Man, do I just need? Do you just want to do the Hillsong thing? Do you want me to just like? <laughs> if you if you watch it, you you keep, he's like next week. he's like you know Dungeons and Dragons or the Hillsong. I'm just trying Hill, to put Hillsong. the pressure on you to fill it. <laughs> Hillsong, we could do Hillsong instead. Um, okay, let me look at it. I, I'm not going to make any promises about next week. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's fine. Um, but let me, let me look at it and Dungeons see. and Dragons for sure. Yeah, um, and just get it on. Uh, just get Paramount and watch it on there. By the way, yeah. Well, I'll pay. F- I'll use money to watch that. <laughs> me too well, actually no that reminds me I need to cancel that uh, free yeah <laughs> I'll probably do that um, thank you to everyone who is in the troll room or who is listening to this afterwards once I finally put all these up on the podcast services uh, apologies for that kind of taking a back seat recently um, I'm going to try to be a little more consistent with it same um, Until next time, y'all take it easy. Take it easy. All right.